Children's Trust is a nonprofit organization based out of Oregon that helps youth bring litigation against their governments. So whether it's your city government, your state government, or in uh, my case, state and federal government. Like I said, they're nonprofit, so they run off of donations, and they're the ones that fund the getting of the lawyers, or some lawyers work pro bono, and they're all environmentally related. I mean, for our case, the argument that we're using um, that gives us standing in court, because it's kind of hard for you to just be like, um, because climate change exists, we have standing in court. Uh, you have to, you know, prove that that you were harmed by the government, or that the government did something to harm you. Um, so first, we argue that under the public trust doctrine, we have rights as youth to the natural resources of the land, and traditionally that was the land and the water. But um, our Washington state judge in our district court ruled that the air and the water are completely connected, that they're inextricably entwined, um, and that you can't make a distinction between protecting the air and protecting the water. You have to protect both. And you can't just say, we're protecting the air, so we're good. Because if you're not protecting the water, then you, you know, do things like pollute the air. So that's the public trust doctrine, is that the government holds those resources in trust for the younger generations and generations to come. And we were arguing that that public trust doctrine has been violated because the state had permitted and signed leases for oil refineries, for coal terminals to ship them out of the country, and that all of that was aiding um, the process of global warming and the destruction of our land and resources, the pollution of our waterways and our air. And so that was allowed to go forward in the state case that affirmed that we had those rights. The judge actually said, yes, these, these are all valid. The public trust auction is real. Even though it's not written like physically directly into the Constitution, um, it's part of common law. So that, that's the public trust auction. We're arguing that for both the federal and the state case. And both of the judges said that, that the rights are real, that the public trust auction is an actual thing, that it gives us standing as youth in court, and that we should be allowed to go on to trial. So the federal case is projected to go to trial in the fall. The state case that I'm in is projected to go into discovery soon, hopefully. That's kind of where it stands right now. It was, it was funny, Washington State case, I think it was our second hearing, right? And we won our first hearing, it was great. Our second hearing, it was cool, but you know, you, you start to get to the point where you're like, okay, we're, we're getting work done here, but of course, if just going to rallies is not enough and we're talking to the state, the state's not enough because it's one state. And so I was, I told somebody else, I was like, we should sue Obama, and it was kind of a joke because I didn't know how you would do that. And then in my email, um, one of the OCT staff is like, we want to start a federal lawsuit. Who wants to be part of this? And I was like, I was like, me, sign me up fam, I'm right here. And so that's, that's kind of how that lawsuit started was, um, I think it was out of Oregon, so it was the people in Oregon that initiated and, and were the catalysts for that. And it was because of this pipeline that, that was gonna be put in, in this one community in Oregon, the Jordan Cove project, and it, was gonna be, it was huge, like Keystone XL pipeline kind of level of fossil fuels moving through it like daily. And so they were really, really fighting this. They wanted to go to the federal court because it was a federal permit for this so that they could get the Jordan Cove project canceled and also at the same time win or hopefully win a big battle in the courts and get 
the U.S. government to start doing things like bringing our carbon levels back down based on the newest climate science. So that was how that started and we got 21 youth plaintiffs from a bunch of different states. I've never been in federal court besides these hearings. The judge really asked some really hard questions of our attorney, right? And our attorney, Julia Olson, answered those questions with absolute confidence and you're like, that makes sense, like, you know, that's convincing. The DOJ and, and fossil fuel companies, you know, they go up each in their separate turn. First the fossil fuel companies and they say something and Judge Coffin stops him and goes, you mean to tell me that the United States government could legally and under the Constitution sell all of the waters from the border between Washington and Washington State and Canada all the way down to the border between California and Mexico to say Shell, Royal Dutch Shell, and Royal Dutch Shell could make the beaches and waters completely off limits to all people unless you paid a certain amount that would be constitutionally fair. And the, the dude was like, yeah, I think so. You could see Coffin just like, like he just like looked at him and you were just like, oh my God, like the judge is really not, really not believing this guy. And in the second one, Judge Aiken, she stops um, the attorney for the, the federal government. And she's like, I need to ask you a question. She says something along the lines of, why aren't you more appreciative of what these plaintiffs are doing? They're giving you an opportunity to move past the blockage of Congress and to start doing what you've said you wanted to do, but that you said, you, you know, that, that progress is hard on and create environmental change without having to worry about being blocked by Congress and, and the Senate. Why are you fighting them so hard in this court instead of going along with what they're doing and just, she's like, frankly, I'm, I don't know, understand why you would try not to protect the rights of these children. I'm disappointed. And it was just like, you were sitting there and you're like, what'd she just say? And you're like, whoa. You're like, wait, what did she just say? I didn't know they could say things like this. And it was just, it was mind blowing. It was awesome. And um, it almost felt like she was just like laser beaming their arguments to pieces. You can't just go into court and be like, climate change poses a danger to kids and we know climate change is, is uh, man-made so therefore the government is responsible for it. You have to have proof that the government did something against uh, the future generations by aiding climate change and our proof is they have all these permitted leases and they had first that they had knowledge about climate change right because if they didn't know anything about it how could they you know be like, wait a minute, this was, this was an actual act against us. So we say that it, about 50 years ago, at least, the government knew that global warming existed, that it was a human-created problem, and that it could be a serious catastrophe in the future. And then somewhere between those years and now, it changed to being called climate change and a bunch of false information got put out there saying that we're not actually certain whether or not climate change exists when there were letters from the president at one time saying like, we have to do something about global warming because it's a problem and it will be a catastrophe. And, and so we're saying that because the government knew about this and because they continued to be like, yes, Keystone XL pipeline, yeah, you can go drill in the Arctic Ocean yeah, you can put this pipeline up and put that pipeline up. 
And that's what we say is uh, their act against us. We don't inherit the earth from our parents, we borrow it from our children. And that whole leave, leave the place you came into better than when you found it. And it's the same kind of thing with the, with the earth. You know, when you walk into somebody's house, you don't you know, throw stuff all around and, and destroy things to get what, what you want. You're you know, generally polite and you always make sure that you clean up all your messes and even any messes that were there before, just, just to be courteous and respectful. And that's not happening with the earth. One mosquito cannot change the path of a rhino, but a thousand mosquitoes can make a rhino change its direction. And it's just like one person. They might not necessarily have a, a large effect by themselves, but when you get a thousand people together, you can make great work.